0: If you know me, you know I love high-quality clothes and occasionally a luxury item here or there, but I hate spending luxury prices, so I rarely buy anything really nice for myself. That was until I discovered Quince. They have so much good stuff for you guys. Quince offers a range of high-quality items at prices within reach. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters from $50, washable silk tops and dresses, organic cotton sweaters, and 14-karat gold jewelry. The best part is that everything is priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. I love that. It's also really important to me that the clothes I wear are created in a safe environment. And Quince only works with factories that use ethical and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So obviously, I really love that. I bought a Mongolian cashmere sweater from Quince and no joke, I have worn it. Once a week, all fall and winter long. It's so soft, premium quality, and looks like I spent a fortune on it, but it was only 50 bucks. I've told all of my friends about Quint. I also love their men's line and have gotten some nice activewear and performance tees for Andrew that he loves. Give yourself the luxury you deserve with Quince. Go to quint.com/ eastham for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quincecom slash EastFam to get free shipping and a 365 day returns. Quince.com slash EastFam.
1: What you say you're looking for and what you accept are very different things. Having a standard is only a real standard if it's backed up by a certain level of confidence and a certain level of, of courage.
0: up everybody welcome back to couple things with
2: Sean and Andrew a
0: podcast all about couples and
2: the things they go through
0: and today we have the one and only couple guru guru Matthew Hussey
2: that's right Matthew is the genius behind the number 1 YouTube channel for dating advice uh, he's also written a New York Times best selling book called Get the Guy This guy just lives, talks, and (laughs) breathes dating. His YouTube channel has been viewed over 330 million times. His weekly videos reach 8 million followers, and he has a newsletter with 2 million readers daily.
0: On top of that, he has his own radio show, Love Life with Matthew Hesse. That's right. And I think he's pretty much considered like the number one dating coach. Yeah. In like out there.
2: Yeah, or expert, whichever one, whichever you want to go with.
0: I do think my favorite thing about this interview though is that he constantly kept saying or like continually said he's constantly learning. Yeah. And updating his advice, which I think is really cool.
2: Yeah. And he was highly requested from you all. So thank you for introducing us to Matthew. It was fun to go through and hear his thoughts on dating. We had an interesting conversation with what his goal is uh, with all of his dating advice. Uh, Is it to Push people towards marriage or Mm -hmm. what? And he has an interesting response.
0: And we had an interesting conversation about his love life.
2: Oh my gosh. I know. I hope we're able to share that. Me too. Anyway, we'll link more information about Matthew and what he's up to down below. Uh, He has courses. He has uh, trainings and he has all of his content he puts out. Uh, It's all great. Check it out. The comment of the week, babe, is from the red, yellow or green flags episode. And uh, you know what? Comes from Darcy who says I think the person judging someone on if they have a headboard or not could be a red flag. Yes. <laughs>
0: Darcy, I completely agree.
2: But I don't wanna I don't wanna just say that without having the person who submitted that red flag. For sure be able to give defense. Anyway, uh, that was a fun episode. So thank you for your comments. We're going to continue doing comment of the week because we love all of your opinions. So keep them up. And before we jump into it, please subscribe to the episode. Give it a rating on whatever platform you're listening on. Without further ado, we bring you Matthew Hussey. Matthew, (laughs) thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I just want to start off here, clear the air, because we've had a lot of people ask, are you dating somebody? Does this guy have a girlfriend? Because we've had more (laughs) girls ask about you and how they can get in contact and maybe i've ever been asked before
1: there's a lot of assumptions made about me (laughs) in one direction or the other i heard someone someone commented on my instagram the other day saying you're the you're the single friend giving all their friends advice and i was like what makes you think i'm single like i yeah whatever story they want they they put on me but no i'm actually in a relationship
2: wow yeah. Dang.
0: Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Just,
2: you just broke a lot of hearts, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, congrats. Congrats. I'm curious, you being the number one dating advice coach. Mm-hmm. In the world. In the world. Number it's, one in the world. That's
0: what it says. It's what it says.
2: Is it tough to live up to that pressure? Because I can't imagine, you know, like you always got to be the suave guy to a certain extent, you know?
1: It's bloody impossible, Andrew. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's
1: impossible. I but you know, I don't know what number one really means. I mean, I have, you know, everyone's the number one something. We all make big claims for ourselves. I <laughs> I, look, I, I look at it like I'm just uh, you know, I've been around doing this for quite a while now, the kind of unnerving amount of time. I've been mm. coaching people for 15 years and I started this company, I think 14. Around 14 years ago, and I became known for helping women in their love lives. But you know, before that, I was actually working with guys. A lot of people don't know that I was working exclusively with men for a couple of yeah. two three years. Then ended up working with women and didn't have time to do both so then I ended up working with women and now literally millions of people later it's kind of ended up a bit of both mostly women but actually we still have a large male following too and mm. a large gay following and it's it's just a it's just really turned into something much more universal which is is really fun and I'm still I still make a ton of ridiculous mistakes and you know I it's just harder when I make mistakes because I'm really I myself for them sometimes i mm. like i i'll do something i know better i know i shouldn't do that yeah. i know that was a stupid thing to say i know i handled that argument really badly and um and then i have to sort of show myself some some compassion because otherwise i beat myself
2: up to no end oh what you're talking about in your dating relationship yeah. right now of course yeah oh <laughs> yeah. man oh or, yeah that's true because i complete ignorance like hey i you know i do, i'm just figuring it out on the fly but you kind of are you coming could from say, an expert. I'm an athlete. Yeah, exactly, yeah. dude. It's a great excuse. No, right? don't give him that.
0: Don't give him that. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't need more.
1: Uh, that's funny. Yeah, no, man. I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to know better. But I, I still, you know, I correct course quite quickly, and I'm good at looking at my, uh, myself. I'm, I'm very, uh, you know, I like. Yeah, to Yeah, we think know it you're
2: yourself. good looking, Matthew. You didn't need to say it yourself. Okay, <laughs> we get it, dude. All right, jeez. <laughs> no, you've, got, uh, go on, you've got a charmer. I like it.
0: Uh, yeah, he knows it too.
2: Oh, uh, uh, well, hold on. We'll get to tips. I do have a couple more questions. I'm just excited. I'm I'm, I'm excited. I know. I know. Because I've watched his videos.
0: (laughs) Okay. Okay. But
2: I do have to say, in full disclosure, Matthew, I have zero game. So the fact that I am sitting next to the woman of my dreams (laughs) is is strictly due to my sense of humor. As you can tell, it's very strong. I'm... I get it. I get it. I'm done. I don't know why I'm talking Born, so much. Is that I'm true that he has got no,
1: <laughs> really true that has got no game because it's hard. Zero. I feel like he had some game.
0: It was really rough at the beginning. I'm not <laughs> gonna lie. I uh, felt like when we first started dating, I lived in LA at the time, and I had been on dates with guys who felt like they were um, reading from a book. You know, they were following the instructions. They were trying to say the right things. They were doing the right things, Lewis. But it all what?
2: No, nope, go ahead. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, never.
0: it all felt like it was a game. It all felt like it was contrived, and like they were trying to make the impression. And then Andrew comes along and was so rough around the edges. I was like, "Is this guy for real?"
1: You said, "You said there's no way this is a practice routine." <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly. But it was, oh. it was just such a, a adorable mess that it was just, yeah, I just fell in love with it.
1: Well, he did, he came off as very authentic,
0: very and such. And he was just, he was so unapologetically himself and he wasn't trying to play a game and he wasn't trying to put on a facade of any, of any sort. He was just kind of like, this is me. And it was, it was just adorable. And I was like, was was
1: that, was that the thing that attracted you? This sort of the authenticity, the sincerity of it, or was it something else?
0: I think for me, it was the authenticity and sincerity, because I felt like at the time I was living in a world of perfection where everybody just tried to be so perfect. And Mm -hmm. I feel like we still do that. It takes such a long time for you to truly get to know someone because people try to impress you and be something else until it wears off and they can't, you know, fake it anymore. And Andrew just came in and you could tell it was just him. And I was just like, this is really refreshing. And I, I, I loved it.
2: Thanks. What,
1: what was it? Uh, I'm just curious. What was it for you, Andrew, in reverse?
2: <laughs> the first time I saw Sean smile, Sean was like doing Dancing with the Stars. She was like living this Hollywood lifestyle. And we first met and she like, you could tell she was this sweet girl. But I don't know. She like just wasn't as happy as you would expect or like I bubbly. A,
0: I had a lot of walls up at yeah. the time.
2: But then she cracked a single smile and I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to get a second smile. My goal is now to get a third smile. And like, I just kept going down this road and the more smiles I unlocked, I feel like the, the more I, I understood who she was like at her essence. And it was interesting not to get in the weeds of our relationship, but dating Sean who had been in the public eye uh, and had so many layers of whatever hurt and expectations and people only talking to her about you know when sean has conversations it's about gymnastics or dancing with the stars Those are the only two questions and so like it was almost this adventure to try to figure out who she was you know at her core so it, is know. there
1: one of you that's more gushy or like forward or romantic or are you both sort of similar in that respect
2: I, I, i'm definitely more forward yeah 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 yeah, yeah.
0: definitely <laughs> yeah. he wrote me a poem on our first date which is Again, I was like, "This guy is like out of a movie or something." <laughs> it was adorable. So
2: I I, I want to transition to tips, and you actually brought some brought up something interesting. You you asked Sean, "Was she attractive to the uh, authenticity? Are do you find that there are certain qualities that everybody's attracted to, and certainly mm-hmm. we're each attracted to?" different things. Maybe, maybe I'm more attracted to humor than another person, uh, who might be attracted to like ambition more, but like, are there certain underlying qualities that are good to resonate with? That's a, that's a great question. It's a, it's actually a You know, whenever I look at pictures of our kids from the past year, I'm amazed at how fast they're growing up.
0: Oh my gosh, me too. And we've been doing a deep dive into old photos lately.
2: Sometimes the thought hits me hard that I'm getting older too. And this has led me to think a lot about the legacy I want to leave behind, what kind of parent I want to be, and things like our family's financial security.
0: We've been talking a lot about this recently and are excited to share that Fabric by Gerber Life makes it simple to get the protection that's right for your family.
2: Life insurance doesn't have to be some big confusing topic. Fabric by Gerber Life was designed by parents for parents to help you get a high quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes.
0: 10 minutes is crazy fast. Plus, it's all online and on your schedule. No appointments, scheduling, or piles of paperwork. Just apply when it's convenient for you.
2: This is the first company I've heard of where you can go from start to covered in less than 10 minutes with no health exam required, and they have a 30-day money-back guarantee. Join the thousands of parents who trust Fabric to protect their family. Apply in just minutes at meetfabric.com slash eastfam.
0: That's meetfabric.com slash eastfam m-e-e-t fabric.com slash east fan
2: policies issued by western southern life assurance company not available in certain states prices subject to underwriting and health questions we'll also link it down below and let's get back to it wow is it Uh, 8 p.m over there is it midnight (laughs) (laughs) this guy that that happens on the hour every hour everywhere in london Uh, no it's it's 11 past the hour i'm confused
1: no, it's just it's literally someone at my door. Uh, was at <laughs> was at it's, like, it's like Mr. Rogers' neighborhood over
2: here. Very impatient
1: door. That's hilarious.
0: Yeah.
1: Funny. Uh, it's either one very impatient person or two people in a row
2: in a very short time. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing here? I, I don't know.
1: I. It is a great question whether there are things that are universally attractive. I think certain things are more important to some people than others so if you take i think kindness is universally important but Mm -hmm. kindness is more important to people who are in one stage of development than another Mm -hmm. when you talk to someone who's 22 kindness this is no judgment on 22 year olds some of them may have really amazing value systems but it may not be the most important thing to someone at that age it might be that the person is hot Mm -hmm. that, that the person has this cool career or that the person is super creative because they're looking for for something that's fun and exhilarating. And not that those things at a certain age cease to matter to us. It's just that some things come to matter more.
2: Mm. Kindness
1: comes to matter more to people when they realize what happens in a relationship where there's an absence of kindness. So I think teamwork is sort of a universally attractive to a person who's ready for a relationship. Yeah. Uh, I think that emotional intelligence is universally important to a person who is emotionally intelligent mm. and is looking for that. I think there are certain things, honesty, you put, perhaps we would all say honesty is important. Yeah. It, it, you'd be hard pressed whether you're you know, 20 years old or 50 years old to find someone who says honesty isn't important to me. I think that's one of those things that's always important.
2: Yeah, man, that's, it's interesting. You saying someone who's ready for a relationship will be more attracted to teamwork. And it's almost like it is, it brings up the idea of you reap what you sow kind of, of, or you find what you're looking for. And that is, it's a responsibility it seems to really like, okay, you know, if I'm a 22 and I value attractiveness or I value money and career, like then that's what you'll end up dating to a certain extent. It's Mm -hmm. because I, I, cause you just do, that's what you look for, but planning out like, okay, actually think 20 years from now. And, and what do you want your relationship to look like when, when you're all wrinkly and old, you know, the attractiveness will be less. I don't know. I I'm having philosophical thoughts. So I'll stop well, talking. Like, about it.
1: I Go ahead. Uh, no, please Sean, go for it.
0: <laughs> I was just going to say, I think the, I think where you have to start with that though, is there aren't many 20 year olds that look in 40 years into the future. And they say, who do I want to be? with when I'm 60 years old and who do I want to date now? No 20 year olds doing that. I mean, if they are, that's amazing. So what is it that a 20 year old needs to be looking for or doing, or how should they be acting in order not to have a one-sided relationship and to truly find someone that they can be with long-term?
1: Look, at 20 years old or 22 years old or whatever, you could say at any time before you're really ready for a relationship, you're looking for just, I suppose, you might be looking for just attraction and you value attraction more than anything else. And so what you go for is the, who you think is the most attractive person you can get. And that seems like that's the win. Mm. This person's more attractive than anyone else I've ever dated. That must mean. And we have more chemistry. Chemistry uh, is valued extremely highly. Yeah. And, investment tends to be valued very on a very low level someone who's actually compatible tends to be valued on a very low level so you've got attraction and chemistry extremely important investment and compatibility not very important at all what do you mean when you
2: say investment
1: someone who's actually trying yeah you know, someone who's actually investing in us, someone who is making sacrifices in the, in the relationship, someone who is willing to come to our part of town, someone who is interested in getting to know our people, someone who is uh, willing to actually give time and energy to this relationship. Mm. And that's, that's something that uh, some people, by the way, never, never reevaluate this. And wow. that's a huge problem because that, that's why they get hurt over and over again because they're still dating in their adult life like a 16 year old dates mm. like, oh god this person's so attractive and they show all their friends the picture of this person on a dating app look and their friends are all like oh my god you know that you, you did really well there my god <laughs> you're killing it are you killing it if he treats you badly or if she treats you badly are you killing it if you're not actually compatible mm. if you have no if if you have completely different outlooks on life But people do tend to, I I really do think there's a kind of, I've come to believe more and more in life, timing is, is where it's at because there's a kind of the romantic idea that when you meet the right person, everything just clicks into place. But to me, the precursor to that is when you are genuinely in a place of wanting a real relationship and wanting a relationship is not the same being ready for a relationship is not the same as being ready to not be lonely anymore Mm. that's a very different thing a lot of people who say they're ready for a relationship are just ready to not be on their own that doesn't mean a relationship Mm. relationship is is a different level of commitment it's a different level of investment it's genuinely wanting to know who someone is and making peace with that and accepting that and elevating the best in that person and soothing the worst in that person and and having them do the same for us. And that that I think is what gets so many people into trouble is that they're not really they're not really doing that. They get into relationships where there's tons of chemistry and there's fireworks and they never really evaluate if this is a strong person to build something with. If I can can I truly construct when I look at you two, I'm like, the, you know, the fact that you wrote a poem on the first date is actually a really great story, Andrew, in the context of a relationship that panned out. Like a relationship- Even if it was happened. a
2: really bad poem? <laughs> what if it was a terrible poem?
1: I don't think you're being judged. <laughs> <through>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I think that that story for a guy who was at the time- sleeping with five different people and not interested in a relationship and not, it's a very different story. That mm. paints a very different picture, but in the, in the context of someone who actually did want to build something, that becomes a really interesting gesture. It becomes something that's actually either sweet or funny or whatever, but it's, it's in the context of something bigger. And I, I just think people don't pay enough attention to that context.
2: Mm
0: talking about how attraction and chemistry is usually what drives someone to find a partner, not long-term, but it's, it's the driving force. You talked about compatibility. What are true compatibility factors that people should be taking into consideration outside of chemistry and attraction?
1: Well, I, to your point though, I don't think those should be the things that gets into a relationship. They, they can get us onto a date. They can get us into bed with someone. They can get us, uh, you know, a fun, They they can have us building attraction and connection because they become kind of motivations to spend time together, but they shouldn't be the thing that gets us into a relationship. That's something I believe that should happen more slowly. Compatibility is something that can only really be tested by spending real time together and seeing each other in real situations. How are you on days where work is stressful? How are you on days where you're not, you haven't got your best game face on, your date night face on? How are you when I've had a difficult day myself? How do we solve a problem together when it comes up? Or do we solve a problem together? Can we solve a problem together? Hmm. It's, it's all of those moments that you don't really know. We think we know a person, we don't. We, we, you know We go on a few dates with them, we get to know five or 10% of them, you know, maybe 30%, but we then extrapolate what the rest of them is. Our brain is just this, it's this incredible machine that very quickly paints a picture of who someone is based on the five or 10%. And then we fall in love with this person very quickly, but we're falling in love with a 90% made up person. And that's why, you know, to me, Someone who falls in, can someone who consistently falls head over heels too quickly is one of the surest signs they're not ready for a relationship.
0: Okay, mamas, ladies. After having three babies, I never thought I would wear an underwire bra again until I found Skims. So, right before I had Bear, Skims sent me a couple of maternity bras. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to wear maternity bras. They're so uncomfortable. They're not for me. I tried them on. They are the most supportive, most amazing only maternity bra I have worn this entire pregnancy. On top of that, the material is so soft and the straps are adjustable for maximum comfort and it fits every woman out there. They have a million sizes to choose from. My favorite Skims bra ever is the quote fits everybody t-shirt bra and it's literally the best t-shirt bra I have ever worn. It's seamless, flawless, perfect, you're going to love it. If you're a fan of no underwire, the products I would highly recommend are the wireless form t-shirt bra and the no-show online demi bra. I like the color sand because you can't see it through white t-shirts, which is the color I usually go with, but they have a color for everybody. Whether you're pregnant, postpartum, nursing, or none of the above, and you just want a good bra, go to Skims. They've got one for everyone. Shop Skims bras at skims.com. Now available in 62 sizes. 30 a all the way to 46 h plus get free shipping on orders over 75 dollars if you haven't yet be sure to let them know we sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select couple things in the drop down menu that follows skims.com
1: because they're not really taking the time to measure compatibility they meet someone and go they're charming we went to a great restaurant Oh, we had so much chemistry, they were funny, they had, you know, wow, I'm like, I'm really falling for this person. And you're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. You you have a track. you may have, have an infatuation with this person, but that's not a relationship is just a completely different set of what makes a great date is not the same as what makes a great relationship.
2: So two questions. One, is there a timeline? Actually, three. <laughs> what is the percentage <clears throat> of a person that you should like aim to know before you get married Two, is there a timeline where you feel like the discovery process is like able to unearth enough of knowing a person that you can proceed to the next step of engagement or whatever that looks like? And then three, I know this is a lot, sorry, but is the strategy then in dating to throw yourself into any and all random situations so that I can learn how the other person responds to these different situations?
1: So just remind me, what was question two, the discovery Uh, phase?
2: Yeah. Is there a timeline that's like, hey, you know what? You should be able to know in three months that this is Mm going to work out or not.
1: Well, I don't think there's a rule and I I don't like rules, but I do like principles. And if you said, what's a good principle to follow, it would be, "Let let me run at each stage a kind of mini experiment just you know someone recently said to me like i uh, you know me and this guy were really in love um but he he still lives oh, right through covid he's been living at home with his mom and i'm a bit worried that if we move in together because we can't both afford our own place if we move in together to share the rent i don't know what he's like on his own yet or whether he i don't know if he's spoiled by his mom and he's you know, going to rely on me to do everything around the house. I don't know if he's going to be a genuine teammate in that situation. Yeah. You know, I I'm all about the mini experiment. It it sounds like a big conversation to say let's sign a year lease. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big yeah. To yeah. But if you, uh, what's to stop you saying why don't we rent an Airbnb for a month? Like let's let's rent an Airbnb for a month and just see how we do living together on our own for a month. It doesn't even have to it doesn't be, have, to, have to be framed up as a trial run it could just be hey look i know it's a big i know moving in together and signing a long lease is a is a big step and it you know is possibly a bit of a scary step but i know that i do want us to give living together a go i think it'd be i think we'd be a great together in that scenario yeah. why don't we rent a place for a month so that we can go in, and experience it together I think that's, that's a great way to run the experiment. And, oh, it worked for a month. Maybe we rent for another three, or maybe we do six months. But that, that allows you to move to the next step without making every next step such a huge deal. And I do think that some of what stops people from moving to the next step is that they do, they exaggerate. And I've been in this position before myself where you exaggerate what the next step means because you think, oh God, if I jump into that and then I'm not ready, I'm going to hurt someone. But when someone is able to communicate, hey, look, it's all right. We're not signing a contract here for life. Let's just try this together. I like you, you like me. We're having an amazing time together. Why don't we see where this goes? Yeah. No one says you can't leave or I can't leave. Let's just see where this goes. And I think that would allow a lot more people to try having a relationship together without freaking out about what that means. As far as marriage goes, you know, I think you guys, I'm, I'm sure I have a really fantastic opinion on this on when is the right time. I don't know that there is a right time, but I think one has to say those truly important values. When I think Mm. about what's most important in someone I'm going to build with for life, do they have those things? If you look at a lot of couples broke up over the pandemic and some broke up because it was just such an intense situation and it was so unnatural. And, and we wouldn't, we wouldn't say that was a great, recipe for a a thriving relationship is to stick two people in a room together and not let them leave for a year That, that wouldn't be a model making something work so I do sympathize I don't think every couple that broke up during the pandemic was always destined to fail I think it put an enormous amount of pressure on some couples but I also think there are a lot of couples that shouldn't have been together that discovered in that time I'm this person's not my person, I'm not. They mm. were almost more in love with that person's absence than they were in love with their presence. Because when that person was absent before the pandemic, when they were going to work every day, when they were with their friends, whatever, when when it was long distance, it worked. And then as soon as it wasn't, as soon as I was met with that person's presence, the real person, not the imaginary person I had in my head that I was in a relationship with, they suddenly said to themselves, "This isn't the person I want to be with." Yeah. And I've been seeing a lot of people during the pandemic when you think what. Qualities would have been great in a person I'm with during that time. What qualities would have made someone a great partner to go through the pandemic with? Patience, the ability to, not the ability to not argue, but the ability to argue well.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, someone who is kind, somebody's understanding of some of my crazy we've all got our crazy someone who understands and can accept you know and soothe my crazy someone who sees the best in me Someone who's encouraging you know all of that would have made for a great partner to go through the pandemic with go through a difficult time with well you should apply that going forward now if anyone is coming out of the pandemic going wow that's really made me realize i want a relationship because that was hard to do I, I'd love the next time hard times comes come around. I want to do it with someone before going out and panic buying a relationship on that basis. People should think, what were those qualities that I would have wanted during that time? Mm. Let me not rush into anything with a person before I realize
2: they actually have those qualities.
0: That's just like the new standard. Can I get through a pandemic with you? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, well, outside of a pandemic, honestly, doing the evaluation, anytime mm-hmm. there is an interrelationship actually thinking about, hey, you know what, it, it, it this didn't work out and that's okay, but let me think about why it didn't so that I can be better equipped going into the next one.
0: I have a random question. Do you see in working with all, all the women that you worked with and all the men that people tend to have trends of the types of people that they get into relationships with? Mm-hmm. And it's just a never-ending cycle of, I don't want to say failure, but do, I guess it goes back to like, we've talked to a lot of people who say, I made a list of what mm-hmm. I'm looking for and it's just not working. Why Why do people tend to go back to that?
1: Why do they go back to the same old people that, that never works with despite the fact that they have a good quality list of things they're looking for in front of them? Mm. Yes. Well, I what you say you're looking for and what you accept are very different things. <laughs> Having a standard, is only a real standard if it's backed up by a certain level of confidence and a certain level of of courage to say I'm I'm not going to allow myself to settle for less than this because I've realized and hopefully with some experience we have realized that yeah. life isn't good when i accept less than this like my life is literally worse i think it's I, I, it's a false economy accepting less than this because it literally makes my life worse. It makes me unhappy. It makes me scared. It makes me anxious. It makes me depressed. It, it, it erodes my self-esteem. That Life is worse when I accept less. But But so many people keep repeating the same thing because their confidence has never risen to the level of their professed standards.
2: Dang. Today's episode is brought to you by, I know you do life coaching as well. And I think dating and life, you know, improvement kind of go hand in hand to a certain extent because the the confidence is so key when you're going like, dude, I shot my shot with this girl, you know, I felt, and had I not had the confidence, then we wouldn't be here or have started our dating journey. So yeah.
1: And, And you know, here's the crazy part, even when you get the girl or get the guy you're not in the clear as far as your confidence at that point. Lack of confidence will haunt you at every juncture in life. Because even if you stepped out of yourself bravely and you've got a great person and now you're in a relationship, you still, if you're not, if you truly don't feel confident in yourself and your life and what you bring to the table and what you've created, then you now just live in fear. You're just afraid that you're gonna lose that person. You're just afraid that you're not good enough for that person. You're just afraid that that person is gonna leave you for somebody else because they're gonna wake up to the fact that I never deserved them in the first place and they're gonna see someone better looking than me or they're gonna see someone funnier than me or more successful or more whatever and they're gonna leave me for that person that lack of confidence plagues us every step of the way. And it's one of the great, one of the things, you know, people sometimes take my, my programs and they'll come to me and they'll, they'll say, I took your program. You know, I've got one called, uh, uh, attraction to commitment. And it's, it's literally a program that's designed to show you how to get out of something casual and into something serious. Mm. And there'll be people who say, I did the program, it worked. And finally, um, I, I, I get to say with thanks, Matthew, that I can unsubscribe to your advice now because Mm. I have the guy, and I'm like, that's not that's that's not my message. My, this is now like, this is where your confidence really gets put to work.
2: Mm -hmm. It's a start line, yeah,
1: yeah, because it's you. Those demons can creep in any at any moment, and. The irony of our love lives is that most of, there's certainly a competence as as there is with anything, right? There's a competence aspect to any skill in life, whether it's gymnastics or American football or public speaking or a relationship. There is actually a competence factor that's actually weirdly often overlooked in Mm -hmm. our life. Whenever someone says, it's just about being yourself. I'm like, whoa, whoa, like, yes, of course, it's about being yourself or being the best version of yourself, but there's a competence Aspect to this, you learn certain things in your early relationships. You learn, oh wow, I said something there that really hurt that person. Yeah, you feel so terrible for having, in a moment of weakness, in a moment of fear, in a moment of anger, said something you couldn't take back that repeated on you in that relationship months or even years later. That person remembered it and it still haunted them. Having that experience breeds a kind of competence because you say to yourself oh i'm never doing that again if you ever get into another relationship after that there's a little piece of you that goes i know how damaging words can be and how hard they are to take back and so even when i'm tempted to say that really nasty thing i'm going to be more careful about what i say that's not confidence that's competence so there's a competence aspect but the irony about our love lives is that so much of what makes them great has nothing to do with your love life. It has to do with how much of a, of a big, rich, beautiful life you live. That means if the, the person that you're dating never has a gun to your head, that's loaded by your scarcity, your insecurity, that if you leave me, I'll have nothing. When hmm. you know that you have a big life, to walk back into, or that you're already in any moment, then someone leaving is painful, but it's not a death to your confidence, your soul, your identity, your life.
2: Sean, I got a question for you.
0: Okay. What is it?
2: On a scale from chug to sip, <laughs> how would you rate your hydration style?
0: Um, Interesting question. I would say I'm a sip girl. I sip on my coffee for literally hours and sip on water throughout the day. What about you?
2: I would say I'm a chug type of guy, no doubt. But whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, Liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone.
0: I actually really love Liquid IV, especially since Nursing Bear, I feel like I'm always thirsty. I like that it's sugar-free and it's fun to sip on throughout the day. The flavors are really good, and I've loved having a flavored drink rather than just water in my cup.
2: My favorite flavor is the lemon-lime, and Sean loves strawberry and tropical punch. It's crazy to me that one stick in 16 ounces of water has three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks and eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness.
0: Yes, sir. That's why they say it hydrates better than water alone.
2: However you hydrate, grab your Liquid IV hydration multiplier sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code EastFam at checkout.
0: That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code EastFam at liquidiv.com.
2: Matthew, is the goal of all your dating courses and programs and advice marriage? Because we're big fans of a book called The Meaning of Marriage and he talks about the value of having a contract in the relationship because you know you're talking about the percentage of the of the person that you get to know. And this author makes the argument that without that legal contract, um you don't have the you know stick to itiveness factor, I guess, to mm-hmm. actually get to know the last 10%. And the contract keeps you in the game so that you can unearth all of a person. So what are your thoughts on that?
1: had you been speaking to me even five years ago i think i might have had a very different answer on this i i am a i'm a slight i'm a little bit of a contrarian by nature i'm definitely a a skeptic um i don't i I always want to question everything and there was definitely a time in my life where i looked at marriage through the lens of well a I I I'm not a big fan of authority so the idea of anyone getting involved in my personal relationship and holding me to it yeah and, you know that the idea of involving the state in some way in my relationship uh was something that I was uh allergic to but and then I also said well why do I need a why do I need a piece of paper to tell me how much I love someone or how much someone loves me it's kind of like when I first got to to LA I had a you know, I had an agent and I remember that agent saying to me, listen, this only, we don't need a contract because at any point, if one of us isn't winning anymore out of this, <laughs> we'll leave. As long as we're both winning, we'll stay. And I thought, yeah. well, that's pretty fair. I, I've changed my mind to some extent on that in relation to marriage, not in the sense that I think everyone should get married. And it's certainly not the goal of my work. I always say I'm, I'm as I'm as excited by the people that come up to me and tell me they, they're, they broke up with someone because of me yeah. as I am about the people that tell me they're in a relationship now because of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, The goal is always, is always happiness. And, and frankly, on a more existential level to me, the, the reason I want to be on this earth, the reason I want to make an impact is just to help people get through life a little easier, a little freer and, And with a feeling of being less alone, Mm. not because they found somebody, but because they were able to, to relate to other people, to realize that their depression, their anxiety, their sadness, whatever they're struggling with, they think is insurmountable, whatever pain, be it emotional or physical, that's chronic, that they can't seem to alleviate, that nothing they do seems to budge. To me, I always want to save those lives. I I want to remind people that you're in good, if you're suffering in life, if you are having a hard go of it, you're in wonderful company. Yeah. So I I want to make people feel less alone more than anything in this world. I, in terms of marriage, I look at that as I I increasingly agree with the argument that you put Mm. forward that there is i said to look i got a, a friend of mine who's an older gentleman he's an atheist he's ex- intensely logical i wouldn't say he's overly romantic he's he's married and i said to him you don't strike me as the person that's like you you're married why did you do it and he said to me it does just feel a bit different mm. after that he said it it's not it's not that it gets easier necessarily or he said, it's just, there's something that feels different. You you have a different level of security. Yeah. And that breeds, you sort of relax a little more because of that. And, you know, arguments that you would have had pre-marriage that might have made you go, eh, do I really want this? He said, <laughs> after marriage, you say to yourself, you, there's, you don't question it in the same way. Cause you say I'm in it. Yeah. And I think, that idea that, that that gentleman put forward that the difficulty of exiting that situation yeah makes you put in that extra effort to fix what needs to be fixed in a way that you might not otherwise it's a bit like a company making refunds more difficult you're more likely <laughs> yeah. to exit the product back. Yeah. If, you, if you tell me I've got to package it in its original box and write a letter I'm and out. <laughs> tell you why I don't want it and then mail it back to the other yeah. side of the country and whatever, I'm just going to, you know what, I'll, I'll keep the hairdryer. <laughs> uh, uh,
0: that was incredible. But I have a very serious question to ask, which is, are there any pickup lines that work?
1: <laughs> well, Yes. yes uh there are and i think that the simpler the better because the less the less simple they are the more likely they are to feel contrived Uh, Mm. you know when when someone it's a bit like texting you don't want to send texts that are too clever (laughs) because when they're too clever it's like i've i've had people before send me like texts or messages that are so so sort of thought out and overly clever and overly witty, and I, you just think, how long did you spend thinking about? It? <laughs> you know, it, it, you've given away your insecurity in the message itself, uh, and I yeah. think it's nature of pickup lines. So I, I always think the simpler the better. It, it, it almost the quicker that you can just say hello in a way that doesn't telegraph you've been thinking of coming over to them for the last three hours, the better, because that's what you don't want because that communicates too much. If I've been thinking for hours, how am I gonna come over to you? I've already made you something you're not. And people can sense that. They can sense, if, you, if, if you've made it this difficult to come over to me, you're already projecting. Mm-hmm. It's already not about me. It's about some version you have in your hair is because I'm, I'm good looking and I'm used to people turning that into some big projection of who I am. And you've already made too much of it. You've already given, you've betrayed your own value in the difficulty that you've assigned to come in, coming up to me. And, and that's why the, the quicker, the more offhand it is, the, more, the quicker you see someone that you wanna to talk to and you could just get close to them and look across the bar and say, hey, how are you? The more quicker you can do that, the quicker you can put yourself on someone's radar, give a green light to whatever can come next and not over-telegraph how much you care about this situation, which doesn't make sense in the context of someone who for all you know, could be an absolute bloody nightmare. Mm. And people should also recognize that the in this is a this is kind of a, a cool lesson for human dynamics anyway, that is really valuable for business, for re, for relationships, for the person you just meet. If you imagine that, or let's say person A and person B. Person A says something to person B. That's action one, let's call it. Person B has a reaction, that's action two. The most important part of this interaction hasn't happened yet. We think, when we think of first impressions, we take that too literally. We think a first impression is the first thing I say, but encompassed in the first impression is not just action one, which is, let's say, the first thing I say to someone, and it's not action two, which is the first response they have, it's action three, which is the response I have to your response. Mm. When I'm on stage uh, on tour, I get on stage 1500 people in the room and I say something that's me throwing the first shot. That's action one. Action two is the reaction to me. Now, let's say that the reaction to me is someone stands up in the middle of a crowded theater and disagrees with something I said. You know what, Matt? I just thought about what you said and it's totally wrong. That's action two. The most important part of this hasn't happened yet. Mm. The most important part of what's going on right now is in my hands. And it's how I react to this heckle, to this criticism. That is where all my power comes from. When I go on stage, I'm hoping someone in the audience disagrees with me. Because in that moment, I get to win over the entire audience. Because the entire audience sees me get disagreed with They then get to see me know my subject better than they ever imagined I did. Now I have true power in that room. But that was the third action, not the first. Now, to bring it back to what you said, Sean, the pickup line gets overvalued because we overvalue action one. Actually, we should almost think nothing of action one. Action one can just be, hey, how's it going? What are you drinking? That looks cool, whatever. Deep. That's just action one. the reaction is what you get back and your reaction to their reaction which is action three is actually Mm. the most important part in creating the impression
2: you got me thinking about improv and how like you know (laughs) we have several comic friends and you know they they have a premeditated line that they'll say to the audience Mm -hmm. he doesn't really know what they're going to respond to next but it's that that as you're saying the third Mm -hmm. uh step where it's completely raw that it's it's not premeditated at all it's just based off of whatever he just was teed up with that you kind of see the talent of their comedy or you know in this in this spot or or this scenario like what is this person about and how can they yeah
1: that's so true andrew and that is where we come that's where we that's like where we earn our money that's where we in every walk of life, by the way, like that's when you realize someone's truly great is someone said something and boom, they come yeah. back with the thing when you go, Oh my God, they're quick.
2: Yeah.
0: Or
1: someone in a relationship you have, what's the strength of a relationship? I'm, I may say something that upsets my girlfriend. I'm like, I'm an idiot. I should never have said that. Now she has a reaction to me and she, she's, she's now on a certain way, like she reacts and, and gives me something back. Now, our ability to do action three, yeah, and in this case me, because I'm the, I'm the one who screwed up, my ability to react to the argument in a productive way shows my ability to have a relationship. It's not my mm-hmm. ability to never argue. It's what, how do I make sense of this argument? How do I turn it around it, with great leaders in a company? Yeah, You're, It's always going to be a moment where something's happened, it's upset your employees or it's, uh, uh, you know, something didn't go to plan. Or the action got a reaction you never thought it would. It's how you react to that and what you, the meeting you call with your employees to say, hey, guys, listen, this is what happened. And it was a big mistake and I'm going to clear it up. You know, yeah. that's when all your employees go, oh, we can, I can hang with this person in this company because I've got an honest leader on my hands. And yeah. the same as you release content online, right? You you guys, I'm sure you've released something at some point that's, you know, uh, sent people, got people upset, made them, you know, they've misinterpreted it. And yeah. I always have to remind myself because I've, re- I've said things that got a reaction I didn't expect. People took it the wrong way. And I went, oh my God, I didn't see that coming. So now people have a bad reaction. But every time I then step up and I say, mm. You know, guys, I got this reaction and, and it made me think, you know, here's what I really meant by this. And I could see how it's taken that way. But let me clarify this because this is so important. Mm. Then there'll be people in the comments that go, This is why I follow you. I love this video because you hit it on the head and you came right out and talked about it. Yeah. That's where you earn your, your, your points.
2: It's the most revealing part about the core of who you are. That's interesting.
0: Exactly. So that's good, Matthew. That's good. <laughs> I want to bring it full circle. You first started asking us questions about how we met and why like it worked out. What is it about your girlfriend that, if you want to talk about
2: it, um,
0: that attracted you to her? I hope she's still sitting there, by the way. Is she sitting
2: right there? She's
1: right over there. All all of a sudden, guys, she's really perked
0: up. (laughs) (laughs) So what is it? What was it? What is it about her that attracted you to her and- made your guys's relationship work
1: so it's a couple of things but that encompass a lot one is character i saw we didn't not have disagreements we didn't not have arguments we didn't not you know have things that that we weren't sure about it was i saw how she handled things when they didn't go well and i was like oh man this is Like, this is a real, I can really build with this person. Like, this is someone I can actually construct with Mm. because it doesn't, it doesn't rely on everything going right. I don't have to, I don't have to score a perfect game for this to work. And neither does she. Like, we really have a beautiful way of resolving things. And so, character was one emotion. She's the most emotionally intelligent person I've ever met. That's, a huge one.
2: She, she's like, she, keep going. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes.
2: She really. Can we is. meet her? As hey no I, no. I don't she, you, no, you know to, what
1: I won't because I'll be putting her on the spot. If okay, I yeah, okay, you fair, have to respect fair. that. But I, she is, she's incredibly emotionally intelligent, and what that means is, I, I'm actually learning from her you know, in any normal scenario, someone would be, I think someone would come, I know from my past that people have come to me feeling like when they're with me, they're they're like, I'm somehow going to be the one who does everything right. Or I'm going to be the one that sees everything through the ideal lens. And actually she gets more right than I do. And she's, she has an incredible emotional intelligence about her that means I can talk to her about anything and it's an amazing conversation. You know, Mm. you guys spoke of of marriage. There's a a David Brooks quote that goes, marriage is a 50 year conversation. And Mm. so I really think a huge part of a relationship is who can I see myself continuously having the conversation with whatever the conversation is. And, and the conversation evolves over a relationship and it takes all different twists and turns and, but when you know oh whatever i bring to this person it's a really productive conversation um i think that's yeah. that's magic yeah so that what? those have been those have been huge 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 things for me i could list many more by the way but i those those two have been really really big things
2: that was so sweet
0: Thank i you. i really hope she makes you list these when we get off
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> Sean, she makes me list these at least
0: twice. Yes. Yes.
1: I'm not telling her anything she doesn't know.
0: <laughs> okay, good. Good.
2: I gotta say we're big fans of uh, of what you do because we're we're big fans of marriage and the whole point of our show is not we don't give advice. We're not as smart as you or thoughtful. Uh, we just try to share stories. Um, but we're, we're huge, huge fans of marriage. And we think you know, our relationship has been such a key part of our life, obviously. But when we talk hear people talk about, you know, life and self-improvement or improving your life, it's like marriage and our relationship to me has been the biggest and best tool of doing that. And so the fact that you help people on that journey, I think is incredibly impactful. So is there anything coming up that you're excited about? I know Thank you have I go ahead
1: thank firstly thank you for for that that means the world to me and i and and i um not to I, I i don't want you guys to do yourselves a disservice in in what you do because the vulnerability that you bring forward and the curiosity that you bring forward i hope i really hope i never come across like i have all the answers because i truly don't i you know i i i'm working this out as i go i'm reevaluating. i sometimes see old videos of mine and I, i'm like <laughs> Uh, I don't agree with that one anymore and Mm. you know I and it's hard for me it's hard for me to have put out lots of opinions and to be getting older and hopefully a bit wiser all the time and to be looking at them in retrospect and going some of them are really good and others um was a an idiot 24 year old or someone who didn't Mm. know what he was talking about at the time and so I I really do I come to it with real curiosity I come to you guys with curiosity I come to you guys to learn to you Mm. know you've done I'm not married you've done something I haven't I want to know about that you you know that to me you're having a family that's something that's a stage of my life I haven't reached yet that you know I'm 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 always wanting to learn from other people. And I hope the key message from my work more than anything is not that I'm right all the time, but that we can be better at things. Mm. You know, we don't have to, you know, and we should be better at things. If we're in a relationship, we should want to be the best we can be for that person. I, I, I don't have a lot of patience for when people say, Oh, I have to do all of this for my partner. I have to, you're, you're saying I have to improve all of these. I'm like, what I that's how I am. Mm. I always want to be better. I always want to refine. I'm all, I have mentors of my own. I'm always looking to learn from. So I just, I just think we should all be on that journey together. And by the way, I want to say one more thing, just because you asked me what I got attracted to in my girlfriend. And this is, I want to say this because it's really important for everybody. I am so horribly far from perfect. And she genuinely has seen me and accepted me for who i am which isn't the same as as excusing everything and it's not the same as putting up with everything Mm. but there is a there is a an absence of judgment there that has allowed me to have a loving environment in which to actually be better because i've truly felt seen and acknowledged you know to quote Mr. Rogers for the second time in a podcast, um, there's there's a moment where Mr. Rogers said, no, no child can ever feel truly loved until he or she is accepted for exactly who they are. And accepting, you know, some people may see that as entitlement or apathy that you're just accepting who someone is without expecting any more. And what if that person is awful and so on. But actually I see it as a loving act to accept who someone is today mm. and to then encourage the best in them and to help heal the worst in them i think that's the most loving act that we can do for somebody yeah. who we choose to do that with um in terms of um where people can go i have a a, a place i actually created a domain for you guys uh, let me see if i can find it real quick um there's a domain there's a website that people can go to called couple things and matthew.com wow to, i know you see that organization of foresight wow. <laughs> yes. couple couple things and matthew.com if people go there your listeners there's a free video that they can stream there which is a training and it's a it's essentially a confidence training that shows people i have a three layers model to confidence that If for anyone who has always struggled with their confidence and wondered why it's never really shifted, even if they've achieved a lot in their lives and they feel like, man, I thought I'd be, I thought I'd feel better by now. Mm -hmm. Um, This training shows you why there may have been barriers to you reaching the confidence you've always wanted and a practical strategy for for changing that and it's free it's me on stage at a private event um so you won't find it on youtube anywhere but it's it's a cool video and um mm. you can find that at couple things and I love well, that. well
2: we'll have to do a part two because we could talk for hours i feel like <laughs> yeah. um i have a lot that i have to think about now so thank you for that and thank you for uh for all the good content you put out in the world and all the help that you give people. Uh, Matthew, Matthew's truly a pleasure. We'll link your YouTube channel and the couple things in Matthew as well will be mm-hmm. down in the description, but it was a pleasure meeting you.
1: Thank you for having me guys. It was a pleasure for me too.
0: Thank you.